Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, author, worship leader, an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene, and most recently, a hospital chaplain. The Voices in My Head podcast is where I discuss things that are on my mind, the voices in my head. Music, movies, books, pop culture, theology, and more are all on the table as I discuss them here with friends and colleagues and sometimes just by myself, processing what I'm learning in the moment. Make sure to let me know what you think of today's episode by leaving me a review on iTunes, tweeting to me at Rick Lee James on Twitter, and by joining my mailing list at rickleejames.com where you can receive an email every time a new episode is released. By the way, in case you are interested in a daily dose of kindness and encouragement beyond this podcast, I also run the Twitter account at Mr. Rogers Save, where I post daily quotes from Fred Rogers, one of the loudest voices in my head, which is ironic because he was such a quiet person. Also, if you do want to be notified about all of my latest releases, not just this podcast, sign up for email notifications on my Substack page found at rickleejames.substack.com. Well, I guess that's it for the intro, so let's get to the latest episode of Voices in My Head, the Rick Lee James Welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I'm your host, Rick Lee James, and I am so glad to be with you again this week. Thank you for joining us here and listening in for another wonderful conversation. My guest this week is Matt Sanders. Matt has been a chaplain for 30 years. He started serving as a chaplain at a juvenile detention center, volunteered in two men's prisons along the way, and has been a a hospital chaplain for about 20 years now. His book, Chaplaincy, A Ministry of Presence, has been transformational for me, and as I have been working as a chaplain myself, I find it such a great honor today to be able to visit with Matt. Matt just self-published a new book called Let God Love You, which is a message he finds so life-giving. That's the theme of our discussion today, and I'm so glad to be able to have this conversation. Matt Sanders, welcome to Voices in My Head. Well, it's my privilege to be here. I'm really happy. Happy. Yeah, it's great. Well, it it is a great joy to be able to speak with you. And I just want to thank you for uh, even in the the short time that we've been kind of emailing and messaging each other back and forth uh, that that you made a way so quickly for us to be able to have this conversation together today. Uh, It's especially really special for me because I'm in the last few weeks of my fourth unit of CPE, which will be my final unit. And um, some of my fellow peers, we are using your book uh, just personally and are finding it so helpful. So this is really kind of a nice bookend for me, actually, to be able to talk with the author of this book that has meant so much to us. And and you have been so gracious and kind. So thank you for coming today. And I wanted to start uh, this this conversation by just asking if you might be able to just briefly tell us a little about your background and what inspired you to start writing books on chaplaincy and spirituality. Yeah, for sure. Um, So my uh, undergrad degrees are in psychology and religious studies, and then my master's is in spirituality, Christian spirituality from um, Santa Clara University. 
And um, I did my CPE here in Sacramento, hmm. uh, UC Davis Med Center. So, oh, I feel for you. Yes, it's, <laughs> that was a transformative experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I also attended an interfaith school in Berkeley. And um, that it was during really my attendance there that I started putting together different ideas that would pop up Um while I was sitting in those classes, uh, I'd think, oh, I remember this experience from mine or that. And the various teachers would inspire me as well. And so just all my little notes turned mm. into, uh, you know, a little book. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. Well, the, it, it's a great book. And just in case we do have anyone listening who may be a chaplain or entering into a CPE program. Uh, and I think, honestly, just people in ministry, I, I feel like uh, any of us who have some interest in growing spiritually and helping others grow spiritually, I have found uh, Matchbook Chaplaincy and Ministry of Presence to just be a wonderful resource. So uh, I'm grateful again to have the discussion today. Uh, you know, and and focusing just another question quickly on that book, uh, Chaplaincy and Ministry of Presence. You delve into the concept of presence in spiritual caregiving in that book. Oops, sorry. My dogs are saying hello in the background. I don't know if you heard that, but um, but I was hoping that maybe you could elaborate uh, on the significance of presence in chaplaincy and, and how it impacts those seeking spiritual support. Yes, I'd like to give credit to um, a speaker, author, teacher by the name of Rabbi Rami Shapiro. Um, I was listening to a talk by him a couple decades ago now, and he's uh, he was talking to a group of chaplains, and he said, although he's not a chaplain, he was asked to talk about chaplaincy, and so he was reflecting from his own understanding and experience. What's at the heart of, of chaplaincy? And that was the word he, he shared. He says, it's about presence. And I, I just it just connected with me, and so I, mm-hmm. I um, been working with that for you know for many years, and so for me, when I think of presence in connection with chaplaincy, it's in multiple directions. Um, one is being and we talk about in CPE, clinical pastoral education. For those mm-hmm. who are familiar with that, we talk about being aware of self. That's the presence to self. A lot could be said about that, mm-hmm. and about ourselves being present to the presence capital p i use that for a uh you know just another name or image of the divine for you know god almighty Mm -hmm. and then being present to another and allowing them to be present to us Mm -hmm. as and oh and assisting them if if it's you know depending on the situation for them to be attentive to the presence, to the holy in their own lives. Mm. Yeah. So it's really simple. Um, but that's that's how I kind of conceive of this idea of presence and how we can work with it. And actually, uh, Rick, I was listening to one of your co- pod, uh, excuse me, podcasts yesterday, and you made a comment that I, I just really resonated with. You said that um, how important it is as we listen to others who are trying to support to help them tap into their own inner resources, mm. find the healing that is already present to them or they can access already. Mm. And so part of this presence is um, leaving room for um, 
just for folks to discover that wisdom that's within, you know, maybe a past spiritual consolation that was so powerful. And, you know, if they have a chance to tell it yet again, it can encourage them in the moment. Mm. So those are some ideas that come. Yeah. Well, those those are beautiful ways of putting it. And the, and you're right, the, the simple concept, it's it's just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not deep. And and there is there is a depth to it that uh that it has carried me through four units of CPE now, uh, since I read it during my first unit. And I, I've just carried that whole concept of presence with me that you present in your book that that you give credit to from, you know, the we all we all stand under the shadow of others who have been so wise and and shared their experiences with us. And so um I'm grateful for kind of I feel like it's not just you and I having this conversation today, but the wisdom of so many others who have passed on their wisdom over time. And I'm grateful for that. Um, and, and I think this brings us, you know, as we as we begin to pay attention to the present, you know, having presence of self and helping others be present to the presence. I love even just the title of your new book. And, uh, and I was excited to find out that you have a new book out and uh, it's called Let God Love You. And uh, and I would just love for you, if you don't mind, um, to kind of talk to us today uh, about this book, even the title alone, it conveys a powerful message and, you know, just whatever you would like to tell us about it. I think at this point, most of us haven't read it yet because it's a fairly new book and I just ordered my copy this morning. Um, but whatever you'd like to tell us, the title alone speaks volumes and I, I love it. Just let God love you. So I'll let you take it from here. Tell us about your new book. Oh, I so appreciate it. Um, I almost subtitled it a children children's a book for adults because <laughs> it's a simple uh, concept. Even a little kid could get it. You know, let God mm-hmm. love you. Um, the uh, the type the theme is something that I need. I'm so I'm almost 60, 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, at least in this season of my life, what really is grabbing me personally and what I need for my own spirituality really is this very message just to rest and relax in God's presence, taking moments of silence throughout my day and simply open up my heart and mind and receive the love that is here. It's, it is very simple. And um, speaking of, of presence, um, I got reconnected to this message uh, thanks to, in part, thanks to a friend of mine. I was telling a couple of years ago, I was um, telling him about a dream that I had. And he goes, oh, that sounds like a good dream. And so he spent, we spent like half of an afternoon, it seems like, talking about this dream and its impact on me. And if I could, I could share the dream because it... Um, uh, really, it's actually how I start the book. It's the very first chapter. Sure. Yes, thank you. So the deal was, um, gosh, a couple of decades ago, I had a, a heartbreaking day. It was, I don't need to go into the details, but, we, you know, a heartbreaking day, we all know what that's like. And it was just a difficult season that I was in. And <laughs> I fell asleep and had a dream. And in the dream, um, it was a dream about in my the setting was in my house, my actual house. And then on 
I heard a knock on the door and it was my father and one of his friends were at the door. Now, my father and I presume his friend had died like 10 years before this mm. in real life, you know. And so um, the strange thing is, and even in the dream, I remember he he had died. And so I said, mm. Dad, how are you here? You're dead. <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me with his, those those cool eyes, didn't say anything. I said, can you come in? He says, yeah, we can come in. So I said, good. Can I get you a cup of water? And he goes, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And I said, do you want something to, to eat? And he says, no, we're not going to stay that long. So we sat down at my kitchen table, the two of them and myself, his friend Carl didn't say anything. And I just sensed a sense, uh, I felt a sense of, of support from them. And then the main part of the dream began. My attention was drawn toward my bedroom. And um, and then my interaction with my dad at that point in this dream uh, faded. And then I walked to the bedroom and there standing in the doorway, doorway was a what I call a quirky character. He was a guy about my age, about my build. And he was wearing this sort of like, I don't know, plaid, multicolored shirt. And he just looked weird, like not unsafe. Not he's like he's gonna hurt me, but just odd, mm -hmm. safe but odd, odd but safe. And uh, and he says, I have a message for you from God. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, and I'm waiting in silence. I'm thinking, well, go ahead, say it, you know, what are you waiting for? And he said, uh, oh no, I, I can't just come right out and say it, it's too powerful. Mm -hmm. Oh, brother, what are you talking about? Okay, uh, then what? He goes, I have to tell it to you backwards, sort of like to ease me into the message. So he said, I said, okay, go ahead. Tell me this message backwards. And he uttered some gibberish. I couldn't figure it out. I said, look, I can't make it out. You're going to have to just tell it to me straight. And he goes, okay, this weird, quirky character. He goes, okay, but I warned you, it's powerful. And so this message in this dream from God to me was <laughs> rest in peace, my love, be still your heart in me. Mm. And that was the whole message. <laughs> and so in the dream, I'm just kind of standing there, not getting it. And then the dream ended and I woke up. And the cobwebs, you know, sort of cleared from my head. And then the whole dream rushed into my consciousness and then I burst into tears you know the, the the introduction from my dad sort of like a hello from heaven which I believe that was and this messenger with this message rest in peace my love be still your heart in me and so my friend just a couple of years ago was was helping me to unpack or and re uh, appreciate this this dream, and so I'm, I'm thinking about this. Rest in peace. Well, that's what you say to dead people, you know. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. <laughs> rest rest quiet, uh, rest in pace, uh, or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, rest in peace. So I felt like the dream was saying, "Got it, you know, die to the old to rise to the new." So that was part of the message. Rest in peace, my love, and. God Almighty calling me, me, this pathetic little creature, mm. his love, 
whoa, be still your heart in me. That's a weird word. I don't remember ever reading it or, or using it, but there it was. And so I've been re I got reconnected to this message of how I needed to hear it. Hmm. And, and so that's what started. Um, that's the theme of my spirituality these days. Wow. It's just this. And there was, and, and now I'm just kind of like, I feel like I've got to share it. I've got to share it with others. Yeah. yeah. You know, I want to share it. Yeah. Yeah. And and do you feel like the phrase then that you use for the title of your book of let God love you, it, it really is almost a summary of that. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Because that, yes. that that when I hear that phrase, it, it's almost an even more simplified way of putting it, you know. Uh, exactly. Just, just beautiful. It's very um, simple. A couple of, uh, about a month or two ago, I was in one of the nursing units at the hospital that I work at. And the nurses were having a rough day and happened to be at the nursing station. They go, oh, chaplain, come here. Give us a blessing. I'm like, you guys want a blessing? Okay. And so I said, come around. And they were kind of gathering each other around. Come here, come here. Chaplain's going to give us a blessing. And so I just said, may you know how precious you are in his sight. And may you always let God love you. Mm. And indeed know how much he cares. And that that was it. That was it. All I said was basically the title of this <laughs> book, right? And and everyone just, just got relaxed, you know, like ah, breathed uh, a little bit deeper. It, it's it's yeah. it's really it's really this simple, profound message. I I yeah, just love it. <laughs> well, and you know, again, it doesn't have to be complicated to be deep. It yeah. can be simple. And sim simple does does not mean it's not deep, and that I, it's powerful. You're right. I can see. Um, I, I've said similar things to to staff members at hospitals when I've been working. Uh, not in exactly that way, but sometimes just a simple message of even reminding them that by the work that they're doing, they are sharing God's love with others. You know that oh. they are helping others receive it just by the simple act of. Uh, wiping a person's face or, you know, um, the, the, the custodians who clean the hospital, I try to remind them all the time, like, do you, do you know how much love you are showing? Um, and I'm sure no one ever, hardly ever thanks you for the good work that you're doing, but my goodness, uh, if we didn't have a clean hospital and if we didn't have uh, a, a safe environment, you know, for these patients to be at, what would we do? And so it seems like they appreciate it, you know, when we stop to tell them things like that in the hospital. And just uh, I, I think, again, the way you say it is even better. Just just, you know, let God love you. I just think it's a beautiful way. And and I'm I'm already processing it since since you first told it to me last night in that email um, and trying to just think of like, that's another good phrase just to, to hold as I as I walk these halls, so to speak with people. So, um, well, that's great. Thank you for sharing the dream. And that helps us kind of, kind of go into the book a little bit. And since we haven't had a chance, uh, probably most of us listening to read it yet, but I'm excited to dive in for sure. And I, I, I appreciate the way even that you have presented it today to us. Well, just a couple more questions for you and, and related around, uh, the topic of our conversation today. I know that, um, a lot of people today are looking uh, to nurture spiritual well-being 
in their lives. They're trying to find ways to grow, but they don't always even know how to do it. They don't realize that they already have everything they need. Um, and sometimes it's just as simple as um, learning to uh, to not let your your you're doing overshadow your being, you know? <laughs> um, yes. But so I'm hesitant even sometimes to even ask people say, what advice would you give? Because I, I know that, um, that all of us, again, we're just passing on things, but, but I do want to ask you since I have you here and I, and I do think you have attained a lot of wisdom over the years and the good work that you've done. What are maybe some practical steps or, or some advice that you can offer to individuals who are looking to nurture their spiritual well-being in the, the fast-paced world that we live in today. Yes, I. A couple of things come to mind. The main thing in terms of a daily discipline, I do recommend just spend twenty minutes of day, twenty minutes a day in silence. I call it, um, or some I heard one man call it, um, a word into silence. And so this is one thing that I practice. For myself and then it comes in very handy during times of crisis so word into silence for example um excuse me let me just turn to a page here that uh when you get the quote just right there's sure. a beautiful quote that i recently found from um let's see uh zephaniah 317 one of the so-called minor prophets and this is the niv version and if a person were to take just 20 minutes one day, sit in silence, set a quiet timer and read a passage that connects with you, such as this one, and then let it lead into silence for the 20 minutes. So, for example, this one, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Mm. Zephaniah 3.17. And then what one could do, you know, however you feel moved, you can kind of personalize it. The Lord, my God, is with me. You are mighty to save. You take mm. great delight in me. You quiet me with your love. And you rejoice over, over me <laughs> with mm. you singing. You can play with it such like, in, in a way like that, if that makes sense. And just do that for a few moments. And then allow it to bring oneself into a place of quiet. And when your mind gets distracted, return to this little passage, or it could be a single word, even your breath. Um, and and that's it. And at the end of 20 minutes, um, you know, um, moment of gratitude and go about your you know, business. business. Yeah. So that's actually the very, that's, that's my recommendation in terms of a, a practice yeah and good. it overflows into real life um can i rec can i tell one example of my own life where it overflowed by all means please so this is a discipline and i for years have practiced you know just silence excuse me <clears throat> and so let's see about a year and a half ago i had a heart attack and so i was treated at my own hospital they treated me great and in the middle of the night you know, after my procedure and so forth, um, and I was just healing up. I decided I was going to try to turn the uh, my hospitalization into a sort of a little retreat as best I could. And when staff didn't have to be attending to me and stuff, I just left the TV off and all of that. And I just was trying to allow 
God to love me, open my heart, my heart significantly, mm -hmm. and receive his love. And so I prayed this little prayer. I said, oh, God, um, I, I'm really not ready to die. I don't want to go yet. But if it's my time, may I have a holy death. Mm -hmm. But as I said, I, I'm really not ready. I've got some things I want to do. Um, one of them, incidentally, is to write another another book. <laughs> I, I, I'm in the season of life. Um, I said, but in the meantime, while I'm here, may I just rest and relax and receive your your presence and receive your love. And that was it. There's nothing to do. There wasn't praying for healing. There wasn't praying for, it's just, oh my gosh. And it just, it was a real, here there I was in the hospital and there was a real sense of communion with the the almighty, with the, with the ultimate in this moment of crisis. And if we're practiced, if we have a, a daily practice when, you know, it's calm and we're not stressed, then um, we have prepared ourselves a little bit better, I think, yeah. for those crisis times. Yeah. Well, that's what I recommend to people. 20 minutes yeah. of silence every day. Mm. That's great. Those wonderful recommendations. I'm, I'm glad you said that. My My mind is going so many different ways as you say that because we've been... Uh, as a family in our devotion time, my, my wife and my son were trying to to practice two minutes of silence before we begin, begin our devotions and two minutes after. And um, and even two minutes, uh, you know, sometimes it feels like an eternity. And then other times it feels like it just we've just begun and it needs to go longer. You know, so I, I think striving for 20 would be wonderful. Um, but the, the other thing, God is just teaching me the importance of silence over and over again. And you just uh, confirmed it even more today with what you just said. Uh, but the other thing that just resonated with me, uh, if you don't mind me sharing real quick, when you were talking about um, asking Lord, if you may have a holy death, um, you know, if, if it would be your time, which is a very interesting thing. It's funny you would say that because this week um, I've been reflecting on um, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, and uh, in, in fact, I uh, I run a Twitter account um, that that is just quotes from Fred Rogers every day, and it's it's grown to about ninety one thousand followers now. Where every day they just you know they and people just share it with each other, and um, he just has such beautiful words for us. Um, but one thing that he used to, to say, you would see on his uh, television set in the neighborhood, uh, often you would see it written in different places, one, four, three, and, and one, the letter one represented I, the, the, the number four represented the four letters in the word love, and the, the number three represented you. So um, I love you was the number that, that he would use. And he, in fact, his body weight was was 143 for most of his life as, as an adult. And so he, he literally was a person who strove to, to be uh, one who said, I love you with his life. So um, all that is to say, as we're having this conversation, I said to my wife this week after one of my prayer times, I said, you know, it was weird, but I had this moment this week where um, in my prayer time, I said, you know, Lord, I don't I don't know if it'll be um, five minutes or 500 years from now. Who knows when I'll die, <laughs> which I know it won't be 500 years, but wouldn't it be cool, God, if when I died, 
um, it could be at 143, you know, wouldn't that be just, and I, and I just asked God, I said, I don't know when it is, but whenever it is, could, would that be just be a favor I could ask of you just as a way that my family, my loved ones, who we all know that number that we could just go, look, look how much God loved us in that moment that, that he died at 143, you know, and it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I too, I understand when you say that, may I have a holy death. Um, there, there's a significance there that, that we hope God will allow us in that way. So I just, I appreciate everything you're sharing today on so many levels. It's just resonating with me today and, and it's powerful. So, um, yeah, I just felt like I needed to share that today. That one, yes, that one, four, three. And, you know, it's a weird thing for us to think, talk about death. It's like, well, yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, it's the ultimate doorway. I mean, how, uh, yeah, of course it makes us squirm. But it's really important to talk yeah. about it in a way that doesn't freak us out. Yeah. I love with the way you talk about it. That's just wow. beautiful. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. Well, you know what? We're actually we're running low on time. And so I, I want to make the most of, of the moments that we have in these last few minutes together today. Um, and and you know, chaplaincy, it it can be such a challenging and emotionally demanding profession I think like any ministry uh, but it but it's it's unique in ministry as well but as I asked this question about chaplaincy I think it could apply to many areas of our life so for people listening that think well I'm not a chaplain this doesn't apply to me this question does apply I think to all of us no matter where we are how do you personally manage self-care to ensure that your um, that your doing does not exceed your being? That's a great one. That self-care is so important for us all. Um, I have, you know, days where I'm better and not as, you know, not as good at that, at that, but in it's, it's all the basics. It's just the basics. Um, rest is, is a huge one. You know, it's just getting um, really carving out time for a good night's sleep as best that I can. In fact, um, uh, a couple of years ago, I had I had a decision. Okay, will I get a uh, new bed or will I put this money toward a newer car? I thought, you know what? I spent a whole lot more time in bed, and that's more important. So <laughs> I, I have this fantastic temper, you know. And so uh, for one of mine, it's just sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, I can't overestimate because sleep is a neurological event, and we need it. It's required for our health. Um, and uh, at the spiritual level, of course, you know, just my time of times of, of prayer, really my whole day is a prayer, but um, taking um, taking time for that. Um, I, I just feel like I'm just talking basics here, mm -hmm. but uh, time with people who I love, you know, mm -hmm. and who I enjoy and being of service, that's important. That's actually a big part of my self-care. Um it's intense at the hospital. And so um, I like to do free yard work for people, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Well, come <laughs> over anytime. You're welcome. <laughs> In fact, today after this, I'm scheduled to go over and, and, and mow somebody's little lawn. And uh, just that just relaxes me, you know, mm. that's part of my self care. That's terrific. Oh, that's great. You know, you're right. Some I think sometimes lawn care is so fulfilling. My father has said this for many years. He he's a retired pastor. 
And he always said he he appreciated mowing the grass because he knew when it was done. He said in ministry, you don't always know when it's done, but he would just enjoy that. So that makes a lot of sense when we're talking about that. So, um, well, you know, one one last thing that is as before we end our conversation today, um, what message would you like your readers, people who read any of your books, what message would you like them to take away from your books? And 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 how do you hope that they'll they'll respond um positively, you know, um to to the influence of your writing? And and it can just be the simple message like the title of your new book. I don't know what it might be, but is there something that you kind of have on your heart you hope readers will take away? Gosh, can I um what comes to mind is maybe just to share a very short prayer for anybody listening. How would that be? Yes, that would be great. Let's do that. So as we take a moment and calm our hearts and our minds, remembering how much God loves us, we're always in his presence. He's always in our hearts. And may we just take a moment and rest and relax. Remember his presence, action, and love within Pray for every person that is listening and for Rick and his family. And in this silence, may the silence itself be our prayer. May our gentle receptivity help to open our hearts where we submit our analytical mind and allow the mind to be a servant of of the heart mm. not let the mind get in the way of just receiving your presence your action and your love oh god and to all the listeners love before you love behind you love under your feet love within you love over you let all around you be love amen <laughs> amen well, what a perfect benediction for us today. That was wonderful. Well, my guest today, for those listening, is, has been Matt Sanders. He's a, a wonderful chaplain, a wonderful author, and as you have been able to hear today, uh, just a, a very kind human being. So, Matt, thank you so much. I say this to my guests every week, uh, but it's been an honor, and I get to say it to you at last. Matt Sanders, thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. Thank you. My Great privilege. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here this week on Voices in My Head. Music on the intro and outro of this show is from my single, As I Walk These Halls, which can be streamed on any streaming platform, including Spotify. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com where you can find out more about me, get my music on vinyl and CD, Schedule me for a concert, a speaking engagement, a podcast, or even a book signing in your neighborhood. Also, it would mean a great deal to me if you could write a review of this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. The more positive reviews we receive, the more visible this podcast will be. And now, the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope.